Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All About Health podcast. My name is Georgia Overbeck, and I'm your host. And today's episode is going to be all about different ways you can start or continue to invest in yourself. And this is something that I've seen quite a bit on social media, talking people saying to invest in yourself, or I've read a lot about it in different books and things. But I feel like there's not many platforms or books that actually tell you how to do that. So today's episode is going to be all about different ways that you can invest in yourself. And this is actually going to be a two-part episode because I found a article online that talked about 32 different ways that you can invest in yourself. And I was thinking that we could go through that together and kind of talk about them and see which ones that myself, I can start implementing more, or maybe you'll get some inspiration from this episode to start implementing. And so It's going to be two parts because 32 things is a lot and I wanted to make sure that they were digestible and that it wasn't too much um, content or information at once. So today's episode is going to be 16 ways to invest in yourself and then the next episode uploaded on Thursday is also going to be 16 more ways. So make sure to stay tuned for that if you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn about even more ways you can invest in yourself um, on Thursday. But before we get into that, we have our segment of the week, which is recommendation of the week. And my recommendation for you this week is something that I've talked about quite a bit, I would say, over the past couple of weeks, but I'm saying it again. And that is to try different types of workouts, different types of activity, uh, fitness classes, that type of thing. Uh, So over the past two weeks, two or three weeks, I would say, I've tried uh, three different types of workouts, new different types of workouts for me. Number one is rock climbing. And then I also tried tennis. And then I also tried a spin class over this previous weekend. And I think it's just so fun to try new different types of workouts and activities. And there's so many that can be done. Like I have a, a few ideas. Uh, for example, yoga, Pilates, kickboxing, a dance class trying fit dance in fit boots Uh, and there are so many more other things are trying sports it could be like basketball or hockey or baseball pickleball I know that that's really big right now and I'm going to actually make up a graphic and post to the all about health pod Instagram of a bunch of different exercises and activities and fitness classes that you can try if you want to get some more inspiration I was thinking it would even be fun to kind of make it like a checklist, like where you go through and try as many as possible. I think that especially in the summer, it's a great time to try different workout classes and fitness classes because a lot of them are outdoors. And I think that obviously in the summer, the weather is much nicer if you're doing an outdoor activity. And so I just think that it would be a really good idea for the rest of summer. I know we're already almost in August, which is crazy. Uh, We are like halfway through summer. So now is a great time to take advantage of the beautiful weather and try a bunch of new new fitness classes. And that's what I've been trying to do. So I'm going to make up that graphic and make sure to check it out on the podcast Instagram. 
Okay, so getting into the 16 ways that you can invest in yourself. And again, this is from an article. So some of these I do, some of them I don't do. Some of them I want to start implementing more, which is why we're going through them. So I'm going to read the little like description at the beginning of the article first. It says, investing in yourself can increase your well-being, knowledge, and skills. If you invest in yourself, you can become a more experienced person. Investing in yourself is valuable for self-development, so it's important to learn what steps you can take to achieve this self-improvement. But what is investing in yourself? Investing in yourself is the practice of making yourself into a more experienced, well-rounded person through different tasks, goals, and activities. This may include reading more, creating a schedule for yourself, or taking a class. If you invest in yourself, you may see improvements in your productivity and happiness. You may also gain new skills or create positive habits, which can benefit you personally and professionally. So that description was great. I want to add on, and again, this is just my thoughts and my opinions on that, but I often think about it if you invest in like the stock market or something like that, or if you invest in a business, uh, you plan or you hope to have returns on that investment where either you'll make money or the investment, whatever. I, I don't know a lot about investments, but just, you know what I mean. So you're hoping to have a bigger, better return on what you put into that investment in the first place. And I think that's the same with investing in yourself. You put in work and effort now so that in the future you get a bigger return on your investment and you become a better person in the end. All right, so let's get into the ways of actually how to invest in yourself, starting off with number one, which is to set goals. To invest in yourself, consider setting goals. Setting goals can help you achieve results by defining what you want to accomplish. If you write a list of attainable goals, you may be more likely to accomplish them. Setting goals can help you visualize what you want, which can help you process the steps you need to take to achieve them. Now, I know that not everybody is a goal-oriented person or you may not be motivated by goals, but for me, I love having goals. I find that if I don't have goals, if I don't have like a to-do list or goals for the day or the month or the year, whatever it is, then I kind of become stagnant and I'm not really sure what I'm working towards. It's not that deep. It's just like I kind of go through the motions. Whereas if I have goals for something, if I'm like, yes, I want to get this done, I want to achieve this, then I do things in my day with so much more intention than if I didn't have them. And so I definitely agree that this is a way to invest in yourself because it's going to make you more consistent. It's going to make you more disciplined because you have something to work towards. So definitely setting goals is a great way to invest in yourself. And I would say that this is something that I do. Of course, I think I could always get better at setting goals and actually like writing out um, how to achieve them. But this is something that I definitely want to get better at. Next is to be creative. Being creative comes in different forms, such as making art, playing music, or writing. Increasing your creativity can make you a better thinker, which can help you solve problems and innovate. Try to find a creative outlet, such as painting, to help foster creativity. I agree with this. I definitely think that being creative can help you grow as a person because you can see like what you are capable of doing even if it's just something small like as the article was saying like making art or playing music like those obviously are not crazy insane things but finding that you have a little bit of a talent for it or that you can be creative through that i think can be very 
helpful at increasing your self-confidence. And there's so many ways you can be creative. Like obviously the article said like making art or playing music or writing, but it could be cooking, it could be gardening, it could be knitting, sewing. There's so many different ways. Uh, maybe I'll make a list of those things too and then post them on my Instagram. So stay tuned for that, but definitely find a way to be creative that you enjoy. Next is to be confident. Having confidence can also make you more approachable. To build your confidence, identify the things that you are good at. Knowing where you excel can help you feel more confident. And I think that this goes back to being creative because once you see that you are good at being creative in a certain aspect, then you'll be confident with that. But also it goes back to setting goals too because once you hit those goals, you're going to be more confident in yourself to actually achieve goals. So I feel like those three really go well together. Number four is to read more. Reading is an enriching activity for the mind. Whether it's educational or recreational, reading can help stimulate your thoughts and increase your vocabulary. Consider implementing 20 to 30 minutes of reading a day to increase your reading level. You already know, if you are a listener of the podcast or if you follow on it, me on any of my social medias, you know I love reading. Um, I am almost at 30 books so far for the year, which I'm really proud of myself for that. I love reading and especially as he said in the article, like it can be educational or recreational. It doesn't have to be only reading self-help books. If you don't enjoy self-help books, then you can find something else. There are so many different kinds, whether it's about nature or if it's fiction or if it's about health or history, there are so many different types of books and you can learn so much from reading. I'm going to read number five and six together because they go hand in hand and they're both things that I need to work on personally. So number five is to write more. Writing something each day can help organize your thoughts and it can be a healthy emotional outlet. You could write poetry, short stories, plays, books, or personal essays. Create a writing schedule by setting a timer for 20 or 30 minutes for devoted writing time. And then number six is to keep a journal. Keeping a journal can help you write about personal matters specific to your own life. This could be relaxing. A journal is also a good place to keep lists or important dates. You can start by buying a journal designed for your needs, such as a bullet journal or a journal with writing prompts and writing a little each morning. I don't know if it's the same or not. I feel like I use my laptop for a lot of writing and journal type things. Like I have so many lists on here. I write out ideas and inspirations and what I'm thinking about at that moment. And I just do that to reduce my paper consumption a little bit. And I feel like it's easier to organize it. But I do like having an actual physical book as well. Um, but I think just in general, like, I need to start writing more, whether it's on my laptop or in a book. Uh, I'm really good at reading, as I said before, but writing, I could definitely get better at. I feel like if with reading and writing, I think that they go together really well. Like if you're reading, you just keep intaking all this knowledge and information. But I feel like if you're not writing or talking about it, it's not going to go back out and you're able to help or like teach other people what you've been learning. So that is definitely something that I need to work on. I feel like the podcast is almost like a um, verbal journal for me. Like I'm able to talk about things that I'm learning or talk about what's going on in my life. So maybe that works too. But I think just in general for everyone, writing more could be very beneficial. Number seven is to eat 
healthy. Having a healthy diet fuels your body and mind, which can help you to be more productive and feel more energetic. This can also improve your cooking skills as you try new recipes. To incorporate healthy eating habits, you can bring your own lunch to work that contains healthy options such as fruits, vegetables, and lean protein. And I won't talk about this too much because you already know I can talk about healthy eating for so long, but I definitely agree. Like when you are fueling your body with healthy foods and you're having the right portion sizes and you're getting like all the nutrients and vitamins that you need, you feel so on top of things. I feel like I can think more clearly. I have more energy to do things. Whereas sometimes if I like overeat or I just feel like too full, then I feel sluggish and I feel tired. And like, I don't want to go out and do things when I feel that way. Whereas if I have an energizing meal, I want to go out and do things. I want to experience things. And that just shows like how important eating healthy can be. And not only for like your body energy levels, but also for your mind. Um, If you eat healthier foods, I talked about this actually, I think in the last episode, talking about like different foods and how they can help with your memory and your focus and all that stuff. Like it's just so important to eat healthy, to continue to grow and like to become a better person. I know it kind of sounds a little cheesy, but it's really true. Number eight is to work out. Working out can increase your strength, productivity, and energy levels. Exercising can also enhance your happiness, and the physical benefits of exercising can help you feel more confident. Any amount of exercise can help you feel better, whether it's taking a walk every day or getting a gym membership. And again, kind of going back to like the eating healthy thing, when I think about the days when I get like a really good workout in, I feel so much more productive and like I've gotten something done rather than the days where like you just sit around and don't do a ton. Um, That's just personally for me. Uh, But when I have like those endorphins going after a workout or when I'm like in the middle of my workout and for example, I'm going to talk about when I run, when I'm at like the halfway mark, there are so many times where I'm like, I just want to give up. Like, I just want to go home. I don't like, I'm not enjoying this, but I know that that's just my mind trying to get me to stop. Whereas my body could keep going. And so then I always end up finishing it. And I feel so good after I'm so proud of myself for finishing that hard thing that I wanted to get done. That's not just running too. That's also like strength training when you're in the middle of a really like tough set or something like that. And you have Uh, five more reps to go or whatever it is and you're like I could just take a break now but you push through it that is building your mental capacity it's building your confidence in yourself your mental strength there are just so many benefits to working out number nine is to practice self-care mental health is an important factor of your overall health and well-being Practicing self-care can come in many forms, including yoga, meditation, or time in nature. Self-care can include doing something you love, such as rediscovering a hobby or taking part in recreational activities. I totally agree with this. I think self-care is very important, and I think it's important to find a way to do self-care that is actually going to work for you. Like I feel often when you look on social media, there can be a lot of people who are like, these are the ways to do self-care. And it's like meditation and yoga, kind of as the article said, actually. And like um, tarot cards or affirmations or whatever it is. And I know that for a lot of people that works and that's a great way for them to do self-care. For me personally, at where I'm at in my life right now, I 
don't find those things to be super enjoyable. And of course that could change. It probably will change, but ways that I personally like to do self-care is like cooking myself a really good meal. I love cooking. I find that it's so relaxing to me. And so that's a way that I show myself self-care, uh, taking a nice bath and like doing like extra body cleansing things like doing a face mask or doing like salt scrub or whatever it is bath bomb like those are self-care acts for me um spending time in nature like i love going for a nature walk that is a huge part of self-care or spending time with animals i would totally say that that's self-care for me i love being with animals and so finding different ways that self-care works for you and that resonates with you can definitely be a way to invest in yourself Number 10 is to invest in training. Attending a workshop, seminar, or webinar on varying topics can help expand your mind and skill set. You can choose to attend a talk on something you're already familiar with to improve current skills or an unfamiliar topic to learn something new. Try scheduling a workshop once or twice a month. So this is something that I don't really do. It's definitely something I could get better at. I'm actually going to read number 11 too because that one kind of goes together. So 11 is to take a course. Consider taking a class or investing in college, certification, or licensure. Educating yourself can make you more appealing to employers. It can also change and expand the way you view life, which can help you become a well-rounded individual. Advancing your education can lead to many opportunities, including employment or pay raises, so it may be valuable to take additional classes or to obtain a higher degree. So for me, again, this is not something that I do. It's probably something that I could get better at, but I think that it doesn't have to be just investing in a training or taking a course. I think it could just be to continually learn new things or to work on things that you already know or learn more. And I do that. I definitely listen to a lot of educational podcasts. I watch a lot of educational YouTube videos. Like when I want to learn something, I'll go to YouTube and type in like how to blah, blah, blah. And then I'll watch that video. And I think that that's a great way if you don't have have the extra money or the extra time to put into a course or a training or whatever it is, then that's a great way to learn. Of course, if you want to become certified or get a degree in a certain area, then actually taking that certification or that course or that training is going to be essential. But if you're just learning to learn and to improve your self-improvement and everything, then I think that going through YouTube or Google is actually a great way to learn new things. I'll give an example. So in the middle of June, I was reading a book. I don't remember what it was called, um, but in that book, they said to write out a list of things that you want to learn more about. And so I wrote out this big list of like 10 different things. And in the book, it said to start doing research on one of those things and actually start learning about it. And so something that I wanted to learn more about was how to get better at editing videos for YouTube specifically. And so over the next couple of days, I went to YouTube and I searched in like how to use CapCut for this or like unknown CapCut features, or then I would search Canva or whatever it was. And I watched so many different videos and I actually learned so many different features and things that are available on Canva or CapCut or Splice or whatever editing 
platform it was that I didn't know before. And there are so many different ways you could do that. Like you could say you want to learn a language or you want to learn more about marketing or you want to learn more about like healthy eating or whatever it is. There are so many different creators and platforms where you can find information on those things. I'm just going to read off the next two because they kind of go off of this topic as well. So number 12 is to learn new skills. Learning a new skill can increase your knowledge and abilities, which can be helpful as new tasks or challenges arise. New skills can include practical skills such as time management or physical skills such as working with tools. Set a goal of learning a new skill every quarter by enrolling in classes. And then number 13 is to work on your previous skills. Working on your current skills is just as important as learning new skills. Practice or keep up to date on skills you've learned in the past. For example, continue learning how to play an instrument or continue studying, studying a language you partially know. Number 14 is to get organized. Organization can help manage your life. Being organized can include physical organization, such as tidying up your office. It can also include event organization, such as keeping a calendar of dates and appointments. Organization can help you decrease your stress while increasing your efficiency. There's this quote I've heard before that says like the state of your environment um, in your life is also the state that's the same as your mental, like how your mind is. And I think that's so true. Like if you have a bunch of things scattered around, if you're unorganized, if you're like, it's a little bit messy, then I feel like that's the same way that your mind would be as well. At least that is how it is for me. Like if my space isn't clean, then I think that my mind, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like I have so many things to do. I'm not on top of things. Whereas if my space is clean and organized, then my mind feels like put together, feels clean and organized. And so I think that by organizing your like physical space, it'll actually help clear up energy for your mind as well. I don't know if I'm explaining this like super well but that's something that I've read in books before that just by clearing up your space you're going to be freeing up mental energy to do things that you need to get done. Number 15 is something that I'm working on in the month of August and that is to create a budget. Handling your finances by creating a budget can help create a sense of security in your life. If you have a budget, then you can use your money wisely in order to pay your bills and plan for entertainment and travel. Consider using a spreadsheet or finance program to budget your finances. And the reason that I'm working on this in the month of August is because If you've been following for a while, you know that I've recently been into my coastal grandmother aesthetic. And so I redid pretty much my entire wardrobe. And that is not something that is cheap. And so it was pretty much all of July. I was getting new things uh, to add to my wardrobe. And so for the month of August, I just want to get back on track with my finances and maybe set a budget. I've never really done a budget before. So I think that would be something really interesting to do. So that is definitely something that that I am going to work on. And with that, I'm going to uh, finish off with number 16, which is to start saving. A savings account is a valuable resource to have in case of emergencies and unforeseen expenses. Saving accounts also allow you to save money for larger purchases, such as a house or a car. Start saving by putting away some money from each paycheck, paycheck or reducing unnecessary spending. 
So this is something that actually last summer when I was working at a coffee shop, I would put all of my tips away into a savings account and I didn't touch them until we got to Hawaii last winter. And so I think that that's a good way to do it is to have a separate account or something where you're like, I'm not touching this until this time, or I'm not touching this unless I need to. And that way you're gonna kind of stay on top of your budget and your finances. And with that, those are 16 ways to invest in yourself. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found it educational or you learned something from it or something that you want to start implementing. I know that I definitely did. I got some good reminders. And uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the other 16 ways that I'm going to be talking about in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you in the next one.